0: The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of Reality Realty are not necessarily the views or opinions of Northumberland 89.7 FM. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult a professional when buying or selling your home.
1: Things in this world change. Seems as though it was only about two weeks ago and we were complaining about the extended cold and <laughs> wet spring of 2019. And now, as I drive through, and as you drive through Northumberland County, you'll be able to see that the lawns are browning up as they tend to uh, in early July. And uh, people are already talking about the extreme heat that they're going through. Sports change. It seems like just yesterday, Toronto, and and for that matter, most of Canada, had become basketball fans. I I know I became a basketball fan. And well, now there's talk that Kawhi Leonard, yesterday's King of the North, has already been replaced by 20-year-old Blue Jay, Vladimir Gurur. Guerrero Guerrero, Jr. who hit a Major League Baseball home run derby record of 91 home runs on Monday. And even your home, your house has been meeting your needs for the past 5, 10, 15 plus years and or longer. Yeah. And circumstances, they've changed and suddenly you're in the market to move. Well, things change in this world. And who's equipped to take on changing real estate circumstances more than a Reality Realty listener who hears guests, co-hosts, and myself take on, talk about all things real estate with a direct focus on Northumberland County and the communities within it. I'm Dale Bryant, and I'm a real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And hosting with me this morning is Certified Home Inspector with Pillar to Post Home Inspectors and co-creator of Reality Realty Dave Smith. Good morning Dave.
0: Hello Dale.
1: So Dave. Dale. Yes you're a Raptors fan?
0: Oh like everybody else I was a Raptors fan for about three weeks it was very exciting. Yeah but I mean that can happen right I mean you can sometimes that's what creates that's what creates a fan. I remember when I was a very young kid um, hockey had always been part of, of, of our life and our culture and our family but it was the '72 um, Canada Russia hockey mm-hmm. series that really turned me into a fan of hockey.
1: Where w- where where were you on that final game? Did you, you? We were in
0: in the classroom because certainly at that time <coughs> hockey was everything, and it really was a cultural phenomenon because Russia was still Russia, very much the unknown. Um, mm-hmm. We knew nothing about it, um, and. Uh, they literally, the, I mean, the world stopped um, those nights in September, certainly the last two or three games. and in, It wasn't in the night, actually. It was in the afternoon Yeah. because the last three games, the last four games were in Russia. And um, so that game was played, I think, I'm thinking 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and they literally rolled TVs into every single classroom.
1: Yeah, that's what they did in my school yeah, too. Yeah,
0: and we sat and we watched those games. And and as probably black and white TV, because I, yes. I think it was black and white because... I don't think they had color cameras in Russia. Um, I'm I'm remembering this. I could mm-hmm. be wrong, but most of the footage I remember seeing was black and white. Yeah. So it certainly was, but that that can be a a TSN turning point. Bad bad phrase maybe, but that that can turn fans from casual fans or non-fans. Into fans, um, and if they're yeah. watching with their kids, their kids can get that ingrained in their system. Because I was only ten or ten years old, nine or ten years old in '72.
1: So yeah, and 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 the national pride we felt as as young people that young. I, I mean, oh, I absolutely. did absolutely. Uh, they
0: were Canadian, and that's that's the other big difference there is uh, to be in the Canada Russia hockey series because there were other teams involved in that in that yeah. but you had to be canadian to be part of that team so it truly was a canadian now granted probably in the nhl at that time probably 75 80 percent maybe even well probably higher than that might have been in the 90 mm-hmm. percent that were canadians now i think canadians only represent about 60 to 65 percent of the uh, what
1: kind of facts do you got going on in your head to well, know these you know, things I,
0: I remember stuff <coughs> just don't ask my kids birthdays <laughs> down
1: so so do you agree that uh vlad should be replacing Kawhi as king of the north already?
0: um do you want me to be positive in my answer? Just be dave just be dave <laughs> 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 i'm I'm a little jaded towards sports to be frank with you now i I don't have that same glow about it um you know i mean it's not it's nobody's it's no revelation to say it's a business. It is a business. But I think loyalty um, and I think money speaks speaks mm-hmm. louder than anything. And this is nothing about Kawhi. I mean, he came yes, here. Yes, it just is. No, it's not. No, it's not. Actually, um, it's frankly more about hockey, to be frank with you, because I'm a, a diehard Leaf fan and all the more reason why I never would have thought in a million years that um, being a successful Toronto Maple Leaf hockey team would be more difficult and more stressful and more jading than being the Toronto Maple Leafs that I pretty much grew up my whole life watching, and success um, and the successful uh, opportunities in the future that say this particular Toronto Ma- Maple Leaf team holds, um, just the money, the money grubbing, and the decisions and the lack of loyalty based on that, and the me, me, me attitude is 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 a real turnoff for me. So yeah, there you go. There you go.
1: Well, we enable it because we will buy their paraphernalia. And we'll go to games and buy the tickets. So I mean, we're enablers, right? Sure. Okay. You're maybe you're not personally no. An I'm, not, I'm not even buying that. But <laughs> okay. I'm
0: your show, so I'm going to let you do that. <laughs> All <laughs> right.
1: So home inspection. Yes. What What's going on in the industry right now? It's, Anything new?
0: It's funny because it's uh, very busy. Um, mm-hmm. It's certainly very busy for me. Um, you know, my business, I think, is maturing to the... I, I may not be maturing. I probably am not maturing. <laughs> but in but spite in of business, you. <laughs> in spite <laughs> of me. Um, it certainly has been a very even year. Busiest year I've ever had. Um, most productive year I've ever had. And, uh, and it's uh, last year was the same. So I'm on a good positive upturn in the business. But good solid growth. It's not so much about tremendous highs. Um, it's more about an evening out. Across the entire calendar year, where there wasn't mm-hmm. so many extremes both ways, yeah, um, it's a much more mature, strong growth.
1: Good. So. And and what about? Have you looked at my new website yet?
0: Yeah, I looked at it this morning.
1: The way you said, yeah.
0: Yeah, I lied. <laughs> I didn't look at your website. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I I honestly did. I I, I did tell you I had a new website though, didn't I? I think like just a few days ago. Just yeah. a, I think it was just a few days ago. Dale. Yeah, expectations a are a little high <laughs> to <laughs> click
1: to, to click on that. Look, you know, and, uh, and, and really, I'm yes, I'm trying to make you read more into this. Then
0: okay, yes, you were leading me down. I had no idea. Uh, and let me okay th- before you get into your show. Okay, can I just I, I, I just want to say. Oh, well, it's already
1: too late. We're seven minutes eighteen okay. seconds into I, it.
0: I flew in from <laughs> Willard International this morning okay I, I came well they're international, at, uh, international. I was yeah. in the green room as I usually am about yeah. three or four hours before the show okay none of your your entourage none of your people none of your handlers came in and discussed anything no. with me and am I, am I feeling good you know where's my head at? am I prepared for the show no. so I'm going through hair and makeup I'm like where are where are Dale's people where are his people
1: they were they were w- um, working with next week's guest
0: yeah I have well did d- 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 next week's guest get a script because i didn't get a script for today's show so
1: no because you can't, we're just,
0: you can't just put a mic in front of me and expect me to talk for an hour dale <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you don't even need the mic dave. <clears throat>
0: carry on now. all I, right i got normally. that out of my system you carry so on so today's
1: show today's show is titled yes. you have a friend who guilts you into a radio show how do you handle it with guest dave smith <laughs> Does that sound familiar, Dave?
0: It's very well written. I don't know who authored that statement, yeah. but boy, well, the a statement <laughs> may never have been made.
1: That, I wrote that down. I read that because that was your first suggestion <laughs> for today's show. But then when we well, eventually... Think, when of we, course I like it. Yeah. When we eventually got serious, um, yeah. we decided to cover three different topics today. We're going to look at infrared ther- thermography. What is it? How does it work? The equipment... The images it produces and how it can help homeowners and uh, home buyers.
0: That's perfect because I'm a home inspector, so that's going to work. Yeah, really it's well going <laughs> yeah with what I might want. So
1: talk there you about. go. Well, there was some discussion, and, yes. and we're we're also going to look at uh, and this is your idea, Dave. Um, again, again. Well, I think actually the home inspection one was my idea. Yeah, it was, <laughs> and now the real estate one is your idea. Um, we're going to look at how our our local market right now today. Is um, is in comparison in relationship to that frenzied streak, 2015, 16, 17 market, where things were just getting out of hand, and Crazy. we're going to take a look and and see did the bubble actually bust, and and what are things looking at today compared to uh, this time in 2017, and then we're also going to look at what do you do when The real estate prices are driving up in the area you live or the area you're considering living. And what do you do? Do you stay there and weather the price storm or do you move east? And we'll be looking at the pros and cons of those choices. But before we get into today's topics, let's see what's happening in the snapshot report for July 11, 2019. There have been 147 single-family Residential sales over this past month, and that's down by two sales since our last report. It leaves us with a decreasing inventory of 484 residential listings for sale. The average selling price of successful sales over the past year has risen again to $435,000. During the past year, people have received on average approximately 98% of their list price in a market time of 46 days. We are still in a seller's market with an absorption rate at approximately 30% based on the past month's sales trend, meaning we have a residential home inventory that can satisfy approximately 3.3 months of sales at the rate homes have been selling And as always, I research these Northumberland County statistics and calculate the absorption rate using information from CoreLogic's Matrix system. And you will not find Matrix on your computer. Well, you might find the login page, but you won't be able to get into it. So if you're thinking of buying or selling a home and you want this kind of information that's more area-specific, more price-band-specific, and property-type-specific to the real estate you're looking at, talk to your local realtor. And they can help you gather this information and understand how to use it for your benefit. Today's mortgage rates, they stay steady. A five-year fixed is still as low as 2.79%, and a five-year variable as low as 2.85%. And as always, some conditions do apply. And today's mortgage rates come to us from mortgage broker Carol Ann Bryant with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. If you missed Hazardous Waste Day in Coburg last week, the next dates are August 7 and August 10. Hazardous Waste Depot is open from 8.30 in the morning till 2 p.m. on those two days, and it's located at 60 Elgin Street West in Coburg. And that is your current snapshot of the residential real estate market and events in Northumberland County. So, Dave infrared thermography mm-hmm. i mean <clears> this <throat> is part of a it, it's an optional part of a home inspection uh there's a, i believe there's a ton of uses uh, for it uh what exactly is infrared thermography
0: well there's there are some illusions out there i don't run into it too much i think the awareness is now a little higher than maybe it was say when i started about five or six years ago but it, the illusion is um, what, what an infrared camera actually does. Number one, there's, it doesn't emanate anything. It doesn't send out microwaves or, like, there's no possible harm can come from infrared. It's basically an infrared camera. It does project uh, the image and capture the image within the IR camera itself. It has a screen built right on in real time. Um, mm-hmm. So as you uh, sweep across the space, what it does is uh, you, you go into the room, Um, the camera will read the high and low temperature within that room you lock the camera on and then the camera will then give you an image that's for the sake of argument let's say from 16 degrees at the lowest to 21 or 22 degrees Celsius at the highest and then it gives you a thermal image uh, much like you've seen you know in in many different applications medical applications that sort of thing Um, but it's a color uh, Color image so Arnold dark, dark Schwarzenegger blue. exactly and So dark blue would be cold
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, White hot or white high yellows, so, so you're getting right through the rainbow of colors And it just allows when you set the camera that way it just allows um, uh, Anyone who's viewing it to note differentiations in temperature from the lowest to the highest and in The, the idea of the camera setting it that way because these cameras could also be used in temperatures up to 400 degrees Celsius. So um, by allowing the camera to be reset and recalibrated every time you enter into a new space based on what you're looking for, um, you set the camera up and then it'll show even a two or three degree temperature variance very dramatically. So it's highly advantageous for a home inspector and the buyer who is hi- the, the, the client, in many cases the buyer or the property, um, to become invasive. And when I say invasive, home inspection is intended to be non-invasive. A home inspector can't or shouldn't be pulling carpet up or taking uh, drywall out or removing panels that are secured to walls, that sort of thing. So to a degree, that's a limitation for a home inspection, especially when it comes to specific things, which is where the IR camera really comes in, um, moisture existing moisture. So Mm -hmm. uh, leakage uh, from around the roof line, leaky roof, um, leakage from in a finished space. So below a bathroom, below a jet tub, below an ice maker, um, a shower, any place where there is water above that could be leaking concealed underneath, say a jet tub or a drop-in tub, or like I say, a large refrigerator, that sort of thing.
1: And this is because the water will be cooler then the surface is it's on right, right, and so right, it's going right, to it show cold. it's going to show a different color on a, and 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 just before you go further there, Dave. So when you're looking at an image mm-hmm. on uh, an infrared or thermography camera, IR camera, whatever you want to call it, you still can see the objects in the lens, correct?
0: Yes, but what you're actually seeing, and not to get too technically. <coughs> technical on this but what you're actually seeing is the heat um, the heat of that object so um, a baseboard versus a drywall the baseboard um, may may be slightly different temperature than the drywall around it okay a light fixture will show up very very high glow a high white glow on a color bar versus the ceiling around it which wouldn't be as warm so what you're actually seeing is the outline of the object Based on its thermal footprint or its temperature. So, so where the are, out,
1: where the the outlines are created by the outlines of where the the temperatures stop exactly, and start. Exactly. And so in and, and you're not seeing a color photo like or a color image like we would see in a typical camera, and you're not seeing a black and white image. No. You're just. You're just seeing temperature images, period.
0: Exactly. So, if I am going to show the client a problem, a specific problem, what we do as a rule, if we are going to put that picture in the report, is I will take a real photo at the same time. So, I will take my camera, which I keep with me at all times, and it's commonly, pictures are commonly inserted into reports, both for clarification or to identification. Um, so I will take that same picture with the camera and I'll put those two images side by side just to make it real for those that are looking at mm-hmm. the picture. So it, it makes sense to them.
1: So back to the water. So when you're seeing water, the water's going to be typically cooler than any surface it's in or on. Right. And so when you see those deeper, darker shades, Lookably, yeah. you would be suspecting moisture...
0: Well, and that's where the training has to come in because there's a lot of reasons why you will see a variation in temperature which will commonly show up as dark blue in what is, for the most part, in a a space, going to be different hues of oranges, reds, whites um, based on the temperature variance. But you have to also be very, very careful because, say, if you have a, a shower stall, as I mentioned earlier, you have a shower stall upstairs and so you're in a finished basement, you can't see the plumbing, but that shower stall will have a trap in it, and traps, mm-hmm. the drain trap, will carry water or is designed to carry water at all times. So if that particular trap happens to be in contact or very, very close to the drywall below it and there's no insulation around it, you will probably see that blue shadow. So you've got to be careful you're not reading that as wet as per se is just cool. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And, and so you're looking at one thing, you're saying water, and, and this is an interesting thing because... You lent me. Uh, well, I rented you. Rent? Oh, we, didn't, we didn't discuss it thoroughly. E- I do need to get that contract <laughs> to you too. You you rented me. Yes. uh An IR camera, a portable. Uh, Very cool. You have a really neat uh, device, and and I've been using. I'm it a I'm surprised little, you haven't ordered one yet. I yeah. Guess. Well, I I've been using it, and, <laughs> and so when I go around my basement. Which is, I, have a, I have a... Instead
0: uh, of spending time with your family, I just, just wanted to clarify. I'm just trying to envision this. Dave, so stick you have a few moments, and you say, well, I'm going to... Fo-
1: follow my lead, Sorry. Dave. Okay. Follow my lead. Sorry I went Because on. sometimes <laughs> the family listens, and, <laughs> and you're going to get me in trouble. So I'm, I'm down in my own basement, which is dry as bone, never, never had water in it. Mm-hmm. And I look around the corners mm-hmm. of the exterior walls. I get a deeper purple. Blue. Or yeah. Yeah. In in uh, yeah in if those corners fine, you
0: would see purple, but carry on.
1: Okay. And and so, but yet it's dry. Yeah. But it's it's more it's a deeper color than if I what I see one foot out from that corner of the right. basement. So what what am I seeing there?
0: Well, and that's the thing too, and that's where the IR th- the IR technology it does need to be backed up with training. And it needs to be backed up with experience because a couple of things are in factor there. Number one, um, wood framing will transfer cold or warmth from the outside to the inside so that you're seeing it in your image better than insulation. The whole idea of insulation, say fiberglass insulation or foam insulation, is it doesn't transfer Mm -hmm. heat or cool well. Um, So it's not going to show it whereas the wood framing on the bottom let's say the bottom of your wall of your exterior of your house um, is going to transfer cold or warmth from inside to outside better than the insulation around it so you're going to see that variance and depending on the time of the year depending on whether it's cooler or warmer outside you're going to see that variance S- the other aspect of that is um, there is no insulation say underneath that framing as mm-hmm. it meets the concrete floor so there could again be transference of colder or warmer coming around that perimeter unless it's been well sealed up with an acoustic seal or etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. also you have the reality of as most homes are your home is um forced air
1: okay mm-hmm.
0: um which has a blower on it and whether you're cooling the home with air conditioning or whether you're heating the home with the, the furnace That fan is a good fan, but essentially it's not super powerful. So there are, you can just imagine um, as as the air hits the corner of the room, it bounces around, but it may not go directly into, say, the corner of the room and come directly out or go directly into the bottom of the wall and come directly out. So there's going to be sort of a buffer zone. Think of it as sort of a circular motion rather than a direct arrow motion. So therefore, there is air in the nooks and crannies that will sit there and be cooler or warmer than the air around it and
1: give you that variance. So I'm guessing if I, I grabbed, I took images of my A room uh, or my basement in this case, and took the images around the, the bottom of the floor, the corner of the exterior walls, then put a f- portable fan in and just aimed it anywhere mm-hmm. up at the ceiling yes. and let it run for a and few minutes. The air. And and well, the yes. air. But change the patterns. Yes. We're we going to get different readings. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And, and that's the other thing, too, but the, the key thing about the calibration of that unit, when you, even though you are seeing very dramatic deep blues versus very dramatic uh, whites, which are mm-hmm. opposite sides of the scale, the, the differences between those two colors may only be three or four degrees. So again, it, there is a variance, but that variance may only yeah. be a half a degree or a full degree. So let's not panic.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's not panic. Well, Dave, we're we're already uh, to break time. Uh, so, folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland, 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Join us after this break, and we'll continue to talk about we're going to stuff. We're, stuff. <laughs> so don't go away. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Wendy Bellin. And David Hayes of, of the Cedar Rail band. band. We're thrilled to be oh, part yeah. of the numbers at 89th series. Yeah, I have actually I oh, I have to keep this, this on.
0: We're playing this summer.
1: We're playing I've it the taken it to uh 30 viewings 30 too. 30 okay. 7 to 30 yeah. 30 p.m. Come on over and your friends and enjoy a great summer. All right, I'm only going to go 15 more seconds because I I went over. That is why I rarely put the Dutch in real because unless you fully understand Spotify, YouTube and SoundCloud, the Cedar Rail Band Proud supporters of, of North Northumberland, Northumberland eighty nine seven truly local, local radio. Welcome back. We sort of took a break, not not a very big break, because we were on the air for part of that break. So we <laughs> welcome. Like I didn't swear. You don't do that, do you? No, no, no.
0: It would have been an odd thing.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? It happens. This is a volunteer station, and <laughs> we're volunteers, so... <laughs> so
0: we're getting paid appropriately for our professionalism? Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: so God. welcome back. This is Northumberland 89, 7FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant, and co-host today is Dave Smith. Oh,
0: now I'm a co-host. When when the show...
1: I said co-host.
0: Turfs. So I'm a co-host. Is that what you're saying?
1: Well, co-host oh, co-host is okay. like the highest honor you can <laughs> gain. Besides host. Yeah, well you know what Reach for the stars, Dave. <clears throat> it just takes a few commitments Dave <laughs> and then you can be you can host, be too. host <laughs> yeah. yeah so Dave before the break oh, oh my goodness the way we digress the, before the break Dave we were talking about the IR thermography cameras and and we were getting into the usefulness of them you talked about water detecting water in a home so maybe water up at the you know, coming from a roof, coming from foundation, coming from showers and toilets and any sort of appliance that has water piped to it. What else can that IR camera do that's, that's useful to a homeowner or a buyer?
0: Well, I've been saying heat and cool, and, and I've just been trying to make it real. But in reality, it's it merely measures temperature so temperature is temperature so you know minus to whatever so it doesn't really heat measure heat and cool it measures temperature it's just that the temperature Mm -hmm. is the temperature variance is what it's what it's doing so where it also has great value is on the the hot side of the temperature bar so overheated electrical circuitry overheated breakers um hot spots um that could be say uh, and where I have found this, for example, in a new build or a renovation where <coughs> someone actually drywalled right over top of a hot air supply line or a cold air supply line. So all of a sudden you are going across a finished drywalled ceiling, usually in the basement. Yeah. Um, or flooring. I've had it in laminate flooring as well, where all of a sudden you have this very graphic, you know, rectangular, rectangular four by ten blue spot on the floor if the air conditioning's on and this is where they put the flooring over they were going to go back and take the jigsaw and cut it out or take the piece out they went for Just break forgot. they came back and carried on um so it's very handy that way and certainly from a safety perspective um overheated uh electrical wiring mm-hmm. uh, wiring say 14-2 wiring which is rated for um for uh standard house wiring um, that's maybe on a breaker that is a 20 or 30 amp breaker, so it's over overheating that wiring. So it can be very much a safety um, controller to it. can indicate if there is overheating of wiring that theoretically or could possibly cause a fire in the in the electrical circuit wire system. So around the panel and other areas.
1: Do you ever use it for figuring out insulating values around windows and doors or walls, exterior walls of homes?
0: One of the drawbacks of IR cameras and IR thermography as a rule is if there isn't much variance to the exterior temperature to the interior temperature. So where it can be very challenging is if you have a temperature outside of uh, 23 or 24 degrees, not recently, no, um, but certainly (coughs) in the spring and in the fall where maybe we don't have air conditioning on, we don't have heat on the outside temperature is 24 the inside temperature is 24 so in the absence of that variance of transfer of cold mm-hmm. or warmth through the building materials it can be very challenging um with the limits of the ir camera because in the absence of variance it doesn't give you much so um, as far as doing like i'm not a um energy audit uh certified i've never pursued that mm-hmm. so In reality, I I haven't. Where it does does come in handy, and I think maybe this is where you're going, is will it show me vacancies in insulation in an attic space? Yes, Mm -hmm. it will show that, especially, you know, the colder or the warmer it is outside versus the inside temperature, then it will show you that vacancy. Um, So it'll literally almost give you an outline of where that, you know, that insulation is missing within that space so it does provide that
1: and and then depending on the shape of the missing insulation you might determine if it was just left out or if it sunk or if there was rodents
0: uh rodents yeah or um you know maybe it did get wet um Mm -hmm. and it is crushed down or maybe you know what i what i often see is um because you know pot lights are all the rage now um or if somebody goes in to add um a venting say for a bathroom that sort of thing uh, they don't rake out or level out or they're not careful when they get up in the attic space and they crush the insulation which really affects its insulation value or as you say they remove a chunk of it and again they go down to do something and they never go back up to properly s- level that out so mm-hmm. it can be of real value that way as well
1: yeah yeah so so basically um you know the like you said earlier on it's home inspection non-invasive but it it allows you be to be somewhat invasive without being invasive you get to see inside of things without taking things apart
0: yeah and you know when i do have a discussion with or one of our representatives have a discussion with the client when they're booking the inspection and we ask we do ask the question do you have any concerns about the property we ask that question for a reason Mm -hmm. Um, and if they say well we know there was flooding in the basement or we knew this problem there was a problem with Uh, with flooding in the basement. The seller told us that. Um, Or, you know, this spring again, we had a really heavy spring for for water and and basements that never got flooded. So um, it is not infrared, is not part of our standard inspection. It is in an upgraded package that we offer. So that is when the time when we outline where the advantages of it can be. And also, frankly, uh, what the limitations are of a home inspector if they don't have a tool like this because uh, you know we uh, we don't have a crystal ball we can't predict the future and in the absence of evidence we can't tell what happened in the past so um, if we're looking for um, water leakage that's happened fairly recently um, unless there's actual staining and there's evidence of it mm-hmm. there through a moisture meter the IR camera would provide us that opportunity to see if there's any existing moisture in that wall so that's where the IR camera can be invaluable when it comes to purchasing the home.
1: So you you mentioned just there moisture meter where is there a a place where a moisture meter is more valuable than the IR camera?
0: Well think of the IR camera as as number one we talked about invasive moisture meter there are um, types that are pinless um, but basically a moisture meter has two pins on it you push it into a substrate surface and uh, if there's moisture, then it actually makes a contact, an electrical contact, between those two pins um, to indicate the level of moisture within that substrate. So, um, and it's great that way. But you literally can't be going around just poking randomly in walls and and no. I mean, obviously, we use it in every inspection. The moisture meter I'm speaking of for toilets and other areas that have you know have a history of being issues but we can't just randomly going around a basement and just these pins are literally only an inch apart. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you do a basement, a basement family room that possibly have water issues. You may catch the spot where the leakages, but you may not. Yeah. The IR camera allows us to literally sweep the first two feet around the entire perimeter of the basement in minutes. And then if we see an anomaly, we see an area that's blue um, and it looks like it could be water. Then we can back that up and confirm it with the moisture meter, which is really what you should be doing. Because mm-hmm. again, I mentioned the water in the trap from a, a, a shower above. Yeah. It may be an anomaly. Um, yeah. It may be something else. The moisture meter then can confirm whether there's existing moisture in that surface. So it's it's that's the way yeah. you do it. You do a sweeping motion and then you 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 backtrack to get those areas that that showed issues.
1: Well, does that pretty much cover? IR.
0: Yeah, we pretty much beat the IR thing to death.
1: All right. Well, let's look. Let's look at. Let's look at the topic that you were uh, introduced the other day to me, and and that is, you thought it might be interesting to take a look at uh, that big streak we had, that big real estate um, streak, a uh, market just going like crazy, gangbusters from 2015, 16, and 17, and then you said, Dale, let's take a look at how it uh, compares to, you know, say 2017 at this time and today. And because there's a lot of different talk and and thoughts, like the average person and even realtors will have, make some judgment on, on where we're at, and it's not always accurate.
0: No, I mean... 15, 20 years ago, if someone would, were to have told you all the facilities and all the conduits you can get for information, it just sounded like a cornucopia. We are going to know so much. We are going to be able to get our hands on any information we wanted, literally at our fingertips. And that has come true. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. But what we get in some cases is we get, um, we get sound bites. We get, we get um, the, the very basic of information without the background on it. And these things become sort of word on the street and they just become, uh, urban myth is maybe, but that's the kind of direction I'm coming from, the layman's perspective of what the market is. And I recently went to a presentation, a realtor presentation, where the broker discussed and showed us Very basic facts on on sales uh, days on market um, percentage of asking price and just you know those down and dirty probably I don't know let's say 10 facts Mm -hmm. um, a moment in time from 2017 2018 2019 which showed the pattern and I was frankly relative to the fact that I'm in this business every single day I was shocked at what those numbers actually showed to me and I think most people would be surprised by them as well, based on what we hear every day um, about the stricter rules, the stress tests, the market, the fluctuation, and that sort of thing. I was really surprised by what the numbers showed me in a positive way. Mm-hmm. You're going to do the you're going to do the presentation on the numbers, but I was just and and should and properly should, but as a layman too, it would be interesting to hear them sort of laid out, sort of. You know, this is really what it means to you as a seller or a buyer in this market mm-hmm. um, over the last couple of years. So I think it would be pleasantly surprising
1: to see. Yeah, and, and I'm not privy to the numbers that you heard in that presentation. So it'll be interesting for you to hear the numbers that I'm coming out with and the numbers you heard before and if they seem to line up. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of different opinions and thoughts about where we actually are. And I think people, I think what you're alluding to is people would be surprised at how strong... The market is today after after experiencing what we did, especially in the first four months of 2017, and just everybody thinking we're in a balanced market now, and and our prices have fallen, and 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 it's going to take years and years to recover that sort of thing. And and I even read maybe about a week ago, and it was an old article. It was a, a several weeks old, but it, it was a realtor, and the realtor had an article in. Uh, in a local publication, and they uh, they talked about it being a balanced market. And I'm doing the stats every week, and not one day has it been, you know, not one week have we had a balanced market. Now it might seem balanced in comparatively speaking, but when you actually do the calculations, it, it tells a different story. So, anyways, uh, and and what what I'm going to present here, Dave, is. Is averages I'm going to look at averages and and I'm going to look at the averages from July right now early middle July 2019 and compare those average and going back a year so we take a good cross-section so we're not just looking at numbers based on just a few sales but the from today and 12 months back and then from the same time in 2017 going 12 months back and just see how those averages because there were extremes and you know that right mm, there yeah was <laughs> extreme there were extremes and so those extreme sales i mean they're going to <clears throat> well they they were calculated into all this but they're they're not going to be reflective of the average uh, so much so actual sales how many homes sold Over a 12-month period from today versus 2017. Well, we had 1,000, and and we did this in the snapshot report, 1,372 sales uh, over the past year. But at this time in 2017, it was 1,524 sales. Same time that year. So it's actually the sales have declined. We're we're about 10% less on actual inventory that's moving in the residential market.
0: And this is it's, uh, sorry, uh, 2017 to 2019 same time frame.
1: Same time, okay. same time so frame.
0: 10% is not a huge difference. It's
1: not a huge difference. No, no it is. Not rel- you know, but it is there's a difference. It is. it's yeah. like it's one of the only things that actually went down, if not the only thing that went down, yeah,
0: but it's possible that buyers' perception is relative to all the media that they read that it would have been more like about a fifty percent yeah percent I mean, we had a very <coughs> s- very wet spring, we mm-hmm. had a cold spring I think I think you being a realtor or broker knows how that can affect people's moods as far as literally going into the car and going looking at open houses it, or looking at houses.
1: I found it was a little bit slower start mm-hmm. to the year.
0: That 10% could have been 5% fairly easily, whether it had been on our side.
1: Yeah, so so it's, it's no big deal um, that, it, that the actual sales. Now, the other thing is with the amount of sales we had in 2015, 16, 17, I mean, anybody thinking of moving, might have got it out of their system exactly and and so you know uh, a year and two years later we're not seeing the activity Just the fever of it all yeah people have moved it
0: was like it was it was the lead story probably two or three days out of five on the on oh. tv
1: oh for sure yeah all over all over the media so <clears throat> if i'm to if i'm to take a look now and, and we all know that the sales in 2017, s- uh, so many of those sales were a result of multiple offers. And so if we're, we're to take a look now at what kind of market were we actually in, because people will say, are we in a buyer's market? Are we in a, a seller's market? Well, there's also a balance market. Um, a ba- and, and the way to figure that out is not just by feel like, oh, you know uh, there's there's multiple offers on every sale it must be a sellers market well yeah it is but you don't know how deep it is you you have to do a bit of math and in a balanced market is traditionally anywhere between 15 and 20%. so it's only a 5% price band It's a very narrow price band for a balanced market anything under a uh, a 15% uh, absorption rate is Uh, Traditionally considered a a buyer's market, and then anything above the 20% is a seller's market. So if we take a look at 2017, we were at 35. I'm going to go a couple decimal points in. (laughs) We were at 35.47 absorption rate. And the same time this year, we're at a 2362 Absorption rate. So I mean, <coughs> there's a 12 percent change, and when we think about the the balance market is only a five percent band, it did change quite a bit. But the the reality is, is still a seller's market. So sellers are still holding most of the cards, and. and but yeah is there an extreme difference are we getting the kind of multiple offers and competing offers that are driving you know the extreme prices and and people paying more for a home than what they really should not so much so that that leads you to the question where do the prices so based on all that where are prices right now and and with the record-breaking and, and some of the outrageous sale prices that were factored into the 2017 average, we had a residential sale price of $402,246. Uh, $246. So just, just over 402000 was the average over a 12-month period this time in 2017. Today, we're at 435000 Three hundred and forty nine. Over the past two years, on average, residential sales in Northumberland County have gone up approximately eight point two five percent. That's that's about on average a thirty-three thousand so dollar increase. That, that's
0: that's exactly what I'm talking <coughs> about. It's exactly what I'm referring to. I, I think it's fair to say that a lot of people would think, based on what they've heard emanating out of the GTA, which is where the media bases are that in fact house prices may have peaked and dropped back down again since twenty
1: seventeen. That's Can't what speak to Toronto That's what a lot of people are Certainly thinking. Certainly
0: eight point two five percent up in two years is mm-hmm. not only and again you're you're the man with the numbers, but is that fair to say that's above what's considered a traditional year on year growth at eight point two five percent? Is four I percent know. a year? I would
1: say I would say in around in this area a five percent is is a pretty typical a pretty healthy right. healthy home price index and and, and that 8.25 it, it wouldn't have been even i mean in 2018 y- you know maybe maybe 3 and a quarter would have been the first right. 12 months would and have three been a
0: quarter on top of a four or uh, five that was already there so. well
1: well 3 and a quarter from where we left off right. and then and then maybe in the second 12 months you know the the five percent would have kicked in so it would be a balance like that it wasn't an equal balance because the first 12 months was definitely slower but uh yeah values are going up and and once again so if you were in a multiple offer or you were bidding higher you've likely recouped you know that that value unless of course you were in one of those extreme sales and then you know what it will you will recoup it but uh It'll take maybe a little longer.
0: And going back to what you said about seller's market or balanced <coughs> market, I think it's fair to say that the takeoffs that I would take um, from that is, if you're in a seller's, if you're in a seller's market, your days on market are probably shorter because there are more people o- interested in your home. You're more likely to get closer to your ask price or exceed your ask price, and you're yeah. more prone to getting multiple offers than you would if it was a buyer's market are those three takeaways that are fair yeah
1: and we we'll ta- days on market back in 2017 it was averaging 37 now we're up to 46 so it's only nine more days on market on average but the the, the interesting thing about this is um the the percentage of listing price versus sale price um with those stats in two thousand seventeen, on average people were getting one hundred point four seven percent of their list price, and now they're getting ninety seven point nine. So it's working a little different. Um, there's room to negotiate, whereas the negotiation was all on the plus side back in yeah. two thousand seventeen. But
0: possibly very much influenced or affected by crazy,
1: oh, oh crazy over the top. Yeah, and we had it, and we had it. Well, Dave, let's take a break, and, and folks, when we come back. We're going to get into, what do you do? What do you do when the price is in your area? And we always talk about Northumberland County in specific. What happens when the prices in your area are just going up and up, whether it's out of hand and surging prices, or whether it's just naturally at a, at a comfortable, say, 5% rate? What do you do? Do you stay in the area and do you weather the price storm? Or do you head, e- head east, young man? And we'll take a look at the options and what are some of the pros and cons we'll be right back why not come out and enjoy a fabulous
0: movie going experience at the rainbow cinemas playing now through July the 11th spider-man far from home rated PG yesterday rated PG and Toy Story 4 rated G rainbow cinemas are in the Northumberland mall 1111
1: Elkin Street West in Coburg for showtimes call 905 372-2444 or visit rainbowcinemas.ca Hello, my name is Jennifer. I'm from China. Northumberland is now my home and this is Northumberland Fumberland 89.7 Truly local radio. Welcome back. This is your r- local real estate forum, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant and our co-host today, Dave Smith, certified home inspector, co-creator of Reality Realty, I just IR called. camera <laughs> <Yeah>. master, enthusiast. <laughs>
0: enthusiast. <laughs> I'm looking at my contract here, Dale, and I see that if you're a guest, you actually get a stipend, but if you're a co-host, you don't. Is that why I'm a co-host
1: today? Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> it. Don't read too much into it, Dave. Don't read
0: that contract, Dave. Yeah, don't, don't, don't yeah. be reading just all like,
1: the time. <laughs> just like the rental contract into that IR camera that you rented to, to me. You. Yeah, rented, quote unquote. Yeah. So, so Dave, we're we're talking about now. We just finished talking about before the break uh, the differences in uh, in the markets we just had, and and maybe. Maybe straighten away a few misconceptions between the uh, when we peaked in uh, 2017 versus where Our we supposed
0: are. Supposed peak. We've disproved the peak.
1: Yeah. Well, had had that trend Could continued, increase. imagine what we were at. We'd be at today.
0: So some people uh, decided to cash out and headed of dodge and go east. Now, when you say east, are you talking about Port of Newfoundland, or are you talking about like? Wooler, Ontario. What are you talking about when you say <laughs> yeah. "go
1: east"? Well, you know, it, it's it's funny because GTA. Let's talk about GTA. GTA would come to Northumberland County for a bit of a price repeat, reprieve and lifestyle and lifestyle change.
0: A pretty dramatic reprieve. Y- from, yes. Say. Let's say Pickering, Scarborough, Ajax. Oh, yeah, ridiculous. Pretty significant. Yeah.
1: And so the, your dollar could go so much farther. But then, actually, starting in around 2017, wh- with that big market we were just talking about b- prior to break, people actually started looking at Colburn, Crammy, Bright- uh, Brighton, Trenton, mm-hmm. and even Belleville. Even Belleville, Dave, yeah. being an option. And the really neat thing is... But <clears throat> well,
0: certainly Quinty West. The prices Quinty, in Quinty West yeah. just exploded.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, so I mean, the, the question is, if you're a buyer and you're thinking of buying and you're considering, say, Coburg, Port Hope area, because maybe you travel regularly or now and again into the GTA, Durham, Toronto area, uh, do you even think about a little bit more time on the road to go out east to buy, to save the money, um, or, or vice versa, maybe you already live here and you've seen the prices go up and you say, man, I'm sitting on more than I ever dreamt I'd be sitting on here at this time in my life, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell here, cash in, and move east,
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a few temptations there. Two uh, two or three different stages of life. Um, You know, maybe you you do find yourself in a house that's bigger now. Your kids are gone. They've gone out to school, college, whatever, um, off on their own lives. So now you have a four-bedroom home with a finished basement that you don't need any longer. Maybe there's health needs as far as getting away from a two-story and moving into a single-story or a smaller yard that's easier to manage. Mm -hmm. Um, Or there's uh, the reality of possibly lopping 10 years off your mortgage by you know, selling once, buying another and, and in, you know, gain, gaining $100,000 for the sake of argument over that time frame. So you, your future, your retirement, or maybe even just the ease of stress of concern about a mortgage, has been lessened, so there's that attraction
1: by by selling say here in Coburg or Port Hope and moving to the likes of Trenton area exactly, exactly. or 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 Quinty West.
0: And then there's the opportunity of there's two or three other opportunities. Uh, the next one down from there would me to get much more house, much bigger land, more bedrooms for a growing family, mm-hmm. for the same price, for the same money, um, or just there, there's that you know the entry level first time buyer who just cannot. Find a way, or do or do not see a way over the next five years or so to get into the market. But they may be able to do that in a Trenton-Belleville area where they just simply can't get in, where the you know the lowest price home in Coburg-Port Hope area is just out of their, and they won't get approved again. That's where the stress test does kind of come in. That yeah. might have lopped off, you know, a percentage along the 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 entry level. Um, that just simply would not qualify now. So it's the only hope they have if to move a little bit farther out.
1: So, so there. I mean, you've you've already hit on. I mean, you're bang on, Dave. You've hit on the the really good reasons that a move like that heading east is an option. Um, but there's a price. There's a, there price, is a price to it too. Um, what what would you say the price is?
0: The price is, and unfortunately for a young family, I mean, maybe this is the price you have to pay. Certainly, the price is different for different groups. That first group, that first group, because uh, uh, one of the most commonly asked questions, I guess, and maybe it's just in the real estate world, but when's the best time to buy a house? And it was yesterday. The next best time is today, okay? so getting into the market and I've got three adult age children and and Mm -hmm. that's what I would really like to see them do because as out of reach as it may seem it will be, it will be more out of reach next year, two years, three years. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of self-discipline that comes with owning a home. There's also a ton of self-satisfaction in owning a home. The things that you think are priority now, partying, traveling, buying things you don't need, just consumerism, become less important when you own a home because that becomes your focus. Um, But um, the other aspect of it is, say you've got a bit of a more mature family and you already currently own a home, and it's small, it's tight, it's this, it's that, but you do want to get a bigger home with maybe more property, maybe some run, room to l- run, maybe you want to have toys, you want to have, uh, you know, sport bikes and, and garages and dirt bikes and all that sort of thing. Um, but there is a price to be paid, even for an extra 15 minutes. I was
1: wonder when you were going to get around to that. Uh, <laughs>
0: Uh, it, it, there is. I mean, that's. Yeah. Uh, we did it. We did it two years ago, mm-hmm. and we moved out, and I'm in a bit of a different business. I, I, I cover from Port Hope to, to Belleville, reach up as far as Kingston, but my market is pretty much split right down the middle in Brighton, and that is, in fact, where we moved, not to Brighton, but north of Brighton, in mm-hmm. Miller, which is directly north of Brighton. But I will tell you with experience over the last two years how much of an effect that extra... 15, 20, 25 minutes moving from just Colburn, which is where we lived, right, so just Mm -hmm. south of the 401, to moving to Wooler, but we live about 15 minutes north of the 401, plus a little bit farther east. I find it's a profound difference in my lifestyle, in my family life, even though I don't have kids at home any longer, Mm -hmm. it seems at the end of the day, I'm looking forward to or not looking forward to an extra 20 or 25 minutes. At the end of the day. And that is something that's difficult to grasp when it doesn't sound like much. And you talk yourself into these things. Yeah. When you buy a home, and that's fine. That's fair. We love the home. We did very well. Uh, it's a beautiful home. It's a nice lifestyle up there. It's very quiet. It's a great spot. But the reality is I can't get back that 20 or 25 minutes every day, day in, day out. And that's something that I notice more than anything.
1: There's a trade-off. And Carolyn and I did the same thing way back in the in the early 80s. Uh, mid '80s, and we, Salem, we came ways. from we came from Oshawa area, mm-hmm. and we we actually did end up in Salem between uh, Colburn and Brighton, and then from there we've you know basically so you're gravitated. to Oshawa from Salem, yes, and so, you know what we and and so we basically bought into a community Northumberland com- County community, we bought into a community we liked, but that community became the community we loved. Because oh, the amenities, yeah. the amen- it grew. I mean, it was, it was like the outskirt frontier. But as more people like-mindedly think like you, and it builds up, and amenities build to uh, support those people, it becomes a strong community that y- you can really comfortably live in.
0: Well, Colburn, by example, and we lived there, we moved there in 2014, I guess. But the growth in, say, a town like Colburn, which was one of the best-kept secrets in Northumberland County for a long, long time. But the influx of new builds in there, the quality of the newer homes that they're putting in, are things you would never have seen even as little as 10 years ago or even 6 years ago. Um, But that community is going to have infill. It is going to have infrastructure. Mm -hmm. It is going to have schools, more retail. Because they're building a community there of people, and those people are going to have needs and wants. And the community will be able to support those based on the amount of people that live there. So, uh, again, not, not disparaging the, the community. It's just uh, to it had a profound effect to me on my day-to-day, that yeah. extra. Like I say, 15, 20 minutes in the morning, 15, 20 minutes in the, in the, in the evening. I noticed it. So there is a price to be paid
1: and and we talk about home price index in in our area and what what it's done but uh, we knew when we left the durham area that the homes would grow at a slower rate than durham so we knew our investment would grow a little slower meaning if we had a change of heart in a couple years and want to go back to that Mm. strong uh real estate market that move would be a very difficult if not impossible move at that point so when you make those decisions you want to think long and hard if if that's really going to work
0: but you can f- shape those decisions based on what your priorities are as well um, yeah you know if we were to say all of a sudden decide we did want to move back to colburn or Coburn, would i do it for a lesser house than i have would that outweigh the benefits mm-hmm. of not driving that extra 15 or 20 minutes so you can you can you can you know sort of meld those things to come up with the right decision for your family
1: Well, Dave, end of the show. Thanks for joining us again today. It's been a while. Uh, Dave, if somebody's looking for a home inspection, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, They can
0: phone 613-567-7678 and our office would be happy to tell you timing, availability, and pricing.
1: And you can always contact me and I'd be happy to pass along Dave's contact information as well. If you have any questions or comments about today's show or for any real estate questions, feel free to contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage, and don't forget to join me next Thursday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, Truly Local Radio. Until next week, folks.
0: I'm Ingrid Schumacher, host of a new gardening show here on Northumberland 89.7 called In the Garden, Thursdays at 1 right after the news. On our next show, Water Gardens, how you can get one going in your yard